Hello and welcome to the Pack Mag Parents Podcast, your place to laugh and learn. Everything we do is to make the lives of everyday parents easier. Without further ado, let's welcome our hostess with the mostess, Bree James. Welcome to the Pack Mag Parents Podcast. Great to have you back again. Uh, Bree James here with you and on today's episode, our guest, Dr. Jenny Brokus, shares how we can cultivate our best life and implement strategies for overcoming these habits to avoid them in the future. Uh, now, remember to stay tuned for our weird, wacky and wonderful world of parenting segment as my team, as usual, have found some incredible products and some funny things. Uh, and this one is a revolutionary product to help you wake up in the morning all by using your senses of smell, which is one of the last things to wake up. So I'm keen to hear about this one. And don't miss my tip of the week as I have a new way of cleaning your toilet bowl, which involves a very popular drink. I've got boys, so I'm going to need this one. And uh, let's get into today's show, because in these modern times, our lives are becoming more and more stressful from increasing pressure at work to worrying what the future brings. And we start to put ourselves last and focus on those around us more than ourselves, which is fine to a certain degree, but it does catch up on us. So it is time that we connect with ourselves and achieve our full happiness by taking back control of our life. So today I'm going to chat with Dr. Jenny Brockus, who is a medical practitioner and board certified lifestyle medicine physician specializing in brain health and mental performance. And we're going to talk about how we can cultivate our best lives in the process of harnessing our biology for better energy, resilience, and mood. So let's get her on Zoom. It's time to get to class. So tell me, what is causing us to not be able to reach our full potential? Because I guess a lot of us are feeling like I'm not, I'm not doing everything that I can in life. You know, what holds people back? Uh, I think there's a number of reasons why. And I think one thing is we're trying to do too much. Uh, (laughs) We've got what you're talking about. (laughs) We've got 24 hours in every day and each day has 86,400 moments. And I think we're trying to cram more in than actually fits that time. Um, cause I don't know about you, but I always have a to-do list. I never get to the end of my to-do list. Um, and so anything that doesn't get completed just gets moved on to tomorrow's to-do list, which has already got other things on it. So we're always perpetually catching our tail. We, and the, the, the problem with this is twofold. We end up doing lots of things partly well, but we don't always give them the full attention that they need to do them really, really as well as we could and and it puts us in this state of always feeling time pressured time poor and so we're, we tend to be in a bit of a rush and if you're always in a rush you again you're not you're not paying you're not as diligent to the things that you're trying to achieve um so you start cutting corners and and um yeah just just not being as good as you could be if you just step back a little bit to say, okay, what is actually the most important thing to do today and to allocate as much time as you think you can afford to devote to that particular task and put everything else on on hold. And because what happens is you get that one thing done really well and that makes you feel good. And as soon as you feel good, you're more motivated 
well, mostly, <laughs> mostly more motivated to want to do the next thing and then the next thing. So I think it's rather than approaching everything with a scattered gun approach where we're, we're trying to do multiple things at the same time, it's about sort of really getting super smart about prioritising which are the most important things and maybe have a limit of three or five per day and say, that's it. Nothing else really matters. As long as I get these things done, then everything will be okay. So I think one of the reasons is we're just trying to, to cram too much in. And, and what I'm concerned about is that as a result, we end up treating ourselves like a machine. We're human beings and human beings actually aren't designed for you know, continual work, continual application of thought uh, and doing we actually function at our best when we have that, are we allowed to use the word balance? <laughs> balance between all the things we know we want to do and achieve versus taking sufficient downtime for rest and recovery. And I think that's the big piece that's missing. We're always in a rush. We fall into bed exhausted at the end of the day. We don't sleep very well because our mind's still whirling around thinking about everything else we got to do or didn't do quite well enough. And then the next day we start all over again. Mm. you're right 100 percent. most of us are living in that um that state constantly these days of too much and overwhelm and it's it's a bit of a worry and it's and it causes us undue stress um i mean we're living in in very peculiar and 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 stressful times at the moment and as a result, many of us have got this sort of undercurrent of heightened stress that we may not always be conscious of, but it's there in the background. And when, when you're in this sort of stressed, more stressed state, um, we've got increased muscle tension, especially in our necks and our shoulders. Uh, we're more uptight. We're not thinking as clearly. So many people I speak to at the moment saying they're quite distracted. They're finding it really hard to be focused on things. And it's because they're actually quite stressed out, even though they're not always fully aware of how stressed their body is, because our body is telling us this is a signal to say, help, <laughs> things aren't right at the moment, we need to be doing things differently. And, and the more we choose to ignore it, the more we put ourselves at risk of exhaustion and burnout and, and perhaps developing a mood disorder such as anxiety and depression and I think there's, there's been quite a lot of discussion in the media about the, the worry that a lot of experts have at the moment that many people aren't managing as well as they might. And they're, they're expecting a lot of people will be coming forward to say that they are struggling with mood disorders, anxiety and depression, and they're going to need help to, to overcome that. It's definitely a big concern. So... For people that are feeling like they're not reaching their full potential um, and they're not feeling really good about themselves, I guess, yep. what strategies are there for them to overcome these issues? Well, I think the first one is to cut yourself a bit of slack because we are human and we all have feelings and emotions uh, and we all cope differently. So I think it's, it's about a reality check as much as anything uh, I think it's great to have a goal because it gives us direction and sometimes we have a series of goals, but we need to be mindful of, well, is this the right time to be looking to achieve that particular goal right now or 
am I making life hard for myself if I pursue this? Maybe this is something that I need to defer for six, 12 months or something like that. But the other strategy, I think, is to recognise what helps you as a person to be your best shiny self. And this, this goes back to what you know makes the biggest difference because, you know, we're always being told, oh, you've got to get more sleep, you've got to eat better, you've got to do the exercise. And we go, yada, yada, yada. We've heard all this before, but it actually matters. It matters so much. And this is the time, especially if you're not achieving what you want to achieve and you're not feeling the greatest, to say, okay, well, what is the most important thing for me? Is it that I feel so much better if I've had a full night's sleep? Is it that I know I feel so much better if I've got out and gone for a 20-minute walk or something or been outside and, and or done something nice to myself? Because... Uh, many of us are so busy focused on other people, especially if we've got family. And uh, as women, especially, we tend to put everybody else first and our own needs last. And I think it, we've got to get better at understanding self-care is never selfish. Looking after number one is just as important as looking after everybody else. And if you're not looking after yourself, you're not going to be in a good position to 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 help everybody else. So, you know, if you're a parent and you've got a child who, you know, is, is worried for their future or is struggling at school, what could you be doing to make sure you are, um, you know, feeling your best in order to, to help them? Because, you know, they, they, they um, model our behaviour and, and they pick up on our mood all the time. So we have to be good at the self-care piece. And, and and not feel bad about it, not feel guilty. It's amazing how guilty we feel about doing something nice for ourselves. It's, you know, we, we, we love giving a gift to somebody, diff, you know, somebody in the family or a friend, um, but sometimes it can feel really awkward to, to accept a gift from someone else or even to do something nice for ourselves. So I think that's a strategy we can get better at too. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Good Start Early Learning. Good Start can nurture your little one right from the nursery through to kindergarten with the choices of a 9-hour, 10-hour or all-day session. Visit goodstart.org.au and inquire today. Mm, I, I love it. So how can we take full control of our life? Because obviously, you know, a lot of people go, oh, you know, I can't do this because of that and I've got this... Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not, it's out of my control, but yeah. I guess we are in control of our own destinies a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, how can we accept and I guess take full control of our life? I, I, I actually would suggest it's the wrong thing to try and take full control. I think letting go of the need for that control is actually more helpful. Um, we're dealing with so much uncertainty at the moment. And so uncertainty creates an enormous threat response to our body. If we try and fight that continuously, we're just making it so much harder for ourselves. So I think what you've just said is, is so true. We need to let go of what we can't control. So it's, it's about picking our battles. If, if it's something we know we can't fix, we can't change, trying trying to let go and to sort of get better at accepting 
that position is not easy because it's, it feels safer to be in control. But letting go of what we can't control is, is so important because then it means you've got more time and energy to focus on what you can influence. And what you can influence is what you're doing for yourself in terms of looking after your physical well-being and your mental well-being, your level of happiness. There is so much we can do that we can control that, that gives us joy, it gives us pleasure. And when you're in that happier state, you're so much more capable of handling those, those curveballs which come flying our way with, <laughs> on a regular basis. I agree. And I think, you know, that's the thing. I think it is going, you know what, I can't control this. I might as well just let it go and just yeah. focus on what I can control and yeah. let go of everything else. Yes. And, and I think one thing that uh, is, is really helpful, well, there's two things actually. One is to be grateful for what you can do or can achieve. Uh, when, when we're being bombarded with all this negative media all the time, it tends to put us in a negative space and we tend to have a negative bias anyway. So by reminding ourselves of the good stuff, remembering that, you know, even though it's a cloudy day full of big storm clouds and it's raining and it's lightning and all this other stuff above the clouds, we've still got blue sky, but it's not so easy to see it because we're in that cloudy position. So I think the, the, Practice of gratitude is what's well, been shown by the, the research to be one of the, the strongest ways to improve your, your mental well-being and to increase your level of resilience. And, and it's, it, it's such a simple thing to do. Um, it almost seems like too simple, you know, writing down well, think about it first, but then writing down three to five things that you're grateful for every day. And it's been shown that, if you keep a gratitude journal for three weeks, just, just doing that every day, it doesn't matter if it's morning or evening, jotting down what you're grateful for and why it matters to you, the why is important, that shifts your psychology to put you in a better state of mind and it's been shown to raise your level of optimism and that can last for up to six months. So three weeks of investment in practising being more grateful for what we have leading to six months greater optimism. And hey, I don't know about you, but when I'm feeling more optimistic, I feel better, I get so much more done, and, and life seems easier. It's not always easier, but it, it feels a little bit easier to manage. Wow, three weeks of being grateful gives you six months of optimism. It's pretty good investment, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Very awesome. Um, so... You've started and you've launched another book. So you've got, yes. uh, this is your fourth book, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you've got uh, Smarter, Sharper Thinking, Brain Fit, How Smarter Thinking Can Save Your Brain, Brain Smart, How to Regain Focus, Manage Distractions and Achieve More. All sound fantastic. This one's about a thriving mind though. Tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah. I, I wrote this one because uh, I was concerned about the level of stress and overwork I was seeing around the place. People were trying so hard to lead a successful life, um, lead a successful business, career, whatever. Um, and it was almost like they were on this perpetual treadwheel that 
And I think it's because we've often been taught you can only be successful if you put in a lot of time and effort. And, I, and, and obviously that's true to a point. But I was seeing people who were striving so hard, they were never taking time off. They'd forgotten how to switch off. And, and they were getting to the point of complete mental exhaustion uh, and sometimes burnout. They were often also experiencing um, problems with, with you know, how they felt about things emotionally and, and often very anxious or stressed or, or even depressed. And I thought, well, this is nuts. You know, what are we doing to ourselves? What is it about our modern way of living because we've got so much good going for us that we're driving ourselves into the ground? This isn't helpful. This isn't, this isn't what we're here for. So Thriving Mind was really about what it takes to be a happy, thriving human. And so uh, I divided the book into three parts. The first part is really about what, what enables us to, to feel happier. It's not about chasing happiness. It's about creating those aspects of our lives that, that lead us to feel more calm, more content, more fulfilled, uh, so that you know, life feels good. So that's the first piece. The second piece is all about the lifestyle that we choose to follow. And again, this goes back to all those, those health messages uh, which have been shown to make the biggest difference and why it's so important to include healthier foods in our diet, why it's so important to move sufficiently during our day, the importance of sleep, the importance of um, play, of, of doing those things that we find enjoyable so that we can really um, thrive. And then the last piece is the connection piece, the importance of relationships, because as, as human beings, we are designed to connect with and form connections with other people. So our relationships are hugely important to our well-being. Um, and, and any successful person will tell you that they don't achieve success on their own. They've always had people behind them, working behind the scenes sometimes or working alongside with them to help them get to where they want to be. And, and I think it's, it's true for everybody. Um, so the importance of relationships is what I cover in the, the last piece of the book. So how we can engender greater trust between each other, what it takes to develop a trusting relationship, because if you haven't got trust, there's no basis for the relationship to continue. It's about, I talk about kindness, uh, how, how a little bit of kindness and compassion uh, makes us better humans, better people, because we, we notice what's going on for other people. And it, it's reciprocal. So if we see somebody else needs help and we reach out to help them, they feel better, but also we feel better as well. So it's, it's, you know, everybody benefits from it. And the last piece is to how to be more empathetic to, to others, how to get good at just picking up those little cues that maybe somebody's doing it tough and they need a bit of assistance, a little bit of support. It's not looking to fix their problem, but sometimes just being willing to, to listen, to sit and hear out what somebody's experiencing, what they're feeling, goes such a long way to enable that other person to actually work out in their own mind what they need to be doing differently to get a better outcome.
So that, that in a nutshell is what the book is all about. Sounds amazing. So if you'd like to know more, uh, check out com. Thank you so much for joining us today and for your amazing insights about how to cultivate your best life. So many great nuggets of gold there today. Thank you so much for being on the show. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. The weird, the wacky and the wonderful in the world of parenting. All right, it's important to make sure our little one's nappy area is dry before applying rash cream or ointment. So while patting dry the area with a towel might seem like the obvious answer, sometimes a towel just doesn't quite do the job. So that's where the little booty fan comes in handy. This device is a handheld portable fan that dries your baby's butt in no time. However, if you ask me, I don't think I'd be keen to find out what actually happens when poop hits the fan. And let's face it, it definitely uh, squirts at you at some point on the nappy change table. So, you know, I guess that uh, fan is good to waft away smells. If anything, I think the whole family could use a fan like that, the booty fan. I know those boys in my family certainly could. Travel with ease, the travel car baby bottle warmer. So this handy device is a flexible heating band that fits around the bottle and heats cold liquid to warm within minutes. So with a digital thermometer on the car adapter plug, you can see the temperature and remaining warming time. And I think I need one of these, but instead of milk, I can heat my tea. That's forever, ever going cold. Nobody likes to be woken up by the brutal beeping of an alarm clock in the morning. So this revolutionary alarm clock uses a pleasant scent to wake you up slowly. So from grounded coffee to peppermint, you will no longer wake up jolted by your annoying alarm clock sound, but you'll be greeted with a rejuvenating scent. So the scent-based alarm clock, we'll put that one in the show notes too. If you're loving the PacMag Parenting Podcast, then you'll love our other channels. Follow PacMag on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Pinterest. It's time for Bree's Give It A Go Challenge. For this week's Give It A Go Challenge, I want you to find a new word every day and try and use it in a sentence. So we tend to stop growing our vocabulary once we have left school. Uh, causing our knowledge for different words or phrases to decrease. So our working memory can only hold so much information. So learning new words actually helps our brain to create more ways of retaining information. So each new word we learn gets placed into our long-term memory. So give it a go. I want you to find a new word a day, seven new words to learn. Pack Mag's tip of the week. This week's tip of the week is, did you know you can remove toilet bowl stains with Coca-Cola? Yep. Simply pour a can of cola into the toilet bowl and let it sit overnight. Then using soapy water, scrub the bowl and flush it clean. Who would have thought? Well, Coke can clean a lot of things. So imagine what it does to your insides. It's a wrap. What did we learn on today's show? So what did we learn from our amazing expert today? Well, number one was that we try to do too much. We try to cram more and more in and we're chasing our tails. So... She said that this way we don't do anything our best and we're not being as good as we could be. So that's one of the issues. And number two was that we need to be laser focused on one thing and do it really, really well uh, because then we're going to have a better outcome and feel much, much better about it. And number three is cut yourself some slack. We're all humans. We're not machines. So we've got to stop treating our bodies like machines and just keep pushing and trying to do so much. Uh, We're humans. We've got to be a little bit more human. 
Number four is that self-care is never selfish. We can't look after others unless we look after ourselves. So remember that one. And the last one was we need to let go of needing control and be grateful for what we can have and achieve uh, because practicing gratitude helps your level of well-being and life satisfaction. And like she said, three weeks of being grateful gives us six months of optimism. I'm going to give that one a go for sure. Well, that's the end of our show. I hope you love this episode as much as I enjoyed putting it together for you with my team. A uh, big thank you to everyone who's made the podcast possible. A huge thank you to our expert, Dr. Jenny Brockus, for coming onto the show today. Wasn't she fabulous? Uh, find out more about her in the show notes. But until next time, happy parenting. And don't forget to tell everyone you heard it on PacMag. See you next time. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you want to be an expert guest or you've got a weird, wacky or wonderful product to share, don't be shy. Get in contact with our team at info at This podcast is proudly produced by PacMag. You can listen to more episodes on our website, pacmag.com.au.